25 and no, 24 and 25. And I can't type with the digits. Uh, what? What? The drawing is not there. That should have been the last drawing. That's why it's so crazy. Uh, aligned. Uh, but I was, uh, as I was thinking about this, and also from last week, going, going through and getting back into Job. Um, the two, two chapters we're going to read today, today, 24 and 25, they ask some questions. Uh, Job's main question is why are times of judgments uh, not kept, why are not times of judgment kept by the Almighty? And then, um, and why are, why does the one who knows God doesn't see his day? And then uh, Bildad asks, can man be right before God? Um, so my, some of these questions, I think, maybe you might have also thought about uh, through your time, and also when you experience, or well, maybe not what Job experiences, but some other things, when you see things that are not right, uh, why doesn't God just uh, jump in immediately? We talked a little bit about it before in the sermon series of Job, but we're going to touch on that a little bit again. And then there's a, a, the great question, why don't, as they long the people of the Old Testament, why don't they see the one that God has promised? Why don't they see that fulfilled? And uh, the question that comes, maybe, maybe it's a little bit mocking question, we'll look at that a little bit later by Bill, that he says, how can a man how can a human be right before God? So we talked a little, maybe also a little bit about that last time. The spirit of the West, Western world at this point in time is, well, God would, of course, accept everyone because everyone is basically good. So why wouldn't God just accept everyone? Um, he would just pardon the things that we've done wrong. Um, we see a stark contrast to how Job and his friends view God. They don't mean God like we do in the Western world today, if they believe God at all. Most people, probably. But if they, if people say, oh, but there's a loving God who will just forgive everyone, that is not how God is portrayed by his friends or by Job. Job is presented, Job with God's presented as so holy that how can, God, how can people even approach? So that's very counter to what our culture says. Because people like, well, if God is loving, if God loves us, he will just forgive us. Um, so we have to go into a, well, what's my view of God? Am I, can I just say, can I just expect God to forgive me? Or, and why should he? Can I actually be right before God? Um, so, so those are probably some of the things that you questioned if you already maybe thought about, wrestled with already, but, but you also know that just as I explained before, living in this culture and then seeing something totally different in scripture, like what, what does that say about who God is? And, and, and we can see that these two, the Book of Job doesn't at this point in time present exactly who God is, but we can also see that culture doesn't do that either. So as we'll go in, into the book, we'll continue to try to explore that, have God teach us who he really is, um, and that we will trust in these times. Um, 
a personal note, I think like the last three, three weeks maybe uh, has been more a time of, it's not the best, but I think God has gently just let me fail and fall on my face uh, uh, up to more times. Because a little bit like what Taiwan was saying earlier, maybe I've been trying in my own strength. Trying in my own strength to deal with different situations. And so, for me it's very humbling to go through a joke and to see, um, okay, well, I really, really need Jesus. Because I cannot, there's too many times where I think I can react the right way, but then I don't. Um, so it's a, that's kind of where um, we'll go in. Um, I'll also just show you this figure again, like we, we talked about last week, just explain where we are. Um, we, we are, Job's going to say something, and Bildad's going to say something very short. So we are in 24 and 25, the Job will speak, and then the, uh, the, the secret friend will show up, and then God will speak, and then we have to mention. Now what I forgot to say about last time is, uh, is what state is Job in? Well, Job is in this dire situation where he has lost his children, his wife tells him to curse God and die, and uh, he has boils on his skin, and they break out, and then they heal and break out again, and worms are eating his flesh. And then he has three friends that come, and they have a heart to want to encourage him, but it doesn't seem, it doesn't really work, and they end up accusing him of doing wrong. So this is where we're at, and so, so Job is going to respond uh, to his uh, friend that's, that spoke two weeks ago, and so he's going to enter into uh, the problem of evil and why doesn't God address this immediately. And so we'll read the... 24 and 25 together. And so Job continues and says, Why are not times of judgment kept by the Almighty? And why do those who know him never see his days? And then Job, he lists a whole list of all things people do. He sees people do wrong. Some people move landmarks. And they seize flocks and pastures from them. They drive away the donkey of the fatherless. They take the widow's ox for a pledge. They thrust the poor off the road. The poor of the earth all hide themselves. Behold, like wild donkeys in the desert. The poor go out to their toil-seeking game. The wasteland yields food for their children. They gather their fodder in the fields. And they glean the vineyard of the wicked men. They lie all night naked without clothing, and no one, and have no one, and have no cover in the cold. They are wet with the rain of mountains, and they cling to the rock for lack of shelter. There are those who snatch the father's children from a beast's breast, and they take a pledge against the poor. They go about hungry, no, they go about naked without clothes. Hungry, they carry the sheaves. Among the olives grows the wicked, they make oil. They tread the winepress, but suffer thirst. From out of the city, they 
Oh, sorry. Thank you. From out of the sea, the dying girl, and the soul of the wounded cries for help. Yet God charges no one with harm. There are those who rebel against. There are those who rebel against the light, who are not acquainted with its ways, and do not stay in its path. The murder rises before its light, that they may kill the poor and needy. And in the night, he is like a thief. The eye of adulterer also waits for the twilight, saying, No eye will see me, and veils his face. In the darkness, they dig through houses. Day by day, they choke themselves up. They do not know the light, for deep darkness is, is mourning to all of them. For they are friends with terrors of the deep darkness. You say, Swift are they on the face of the waters. Their portion is cursed in the land. No trailer turns towards the vineyard. Drought and heat snatches away the snow waters. The shield, so does shield those who have sinned. The wound forgets them. The worm finds them sweet. They are no longer remembered. So the wicked is broken like a tree. They wrong, they wrong the barren, the barren, barren childless woman, and do no good to the widow. Yet God prolongs the life of the mighty by His power. They raise up when they despair of life, and He gives them security, and they are supported. And His eyes are on the way. They are exalted a little while, and then they are gone. They are brought low and gathered up like others, all others. They are cut off like the heads of grain. If it, not, if it is not so, who will pro prove me a liar and show me that there is nothing in what I say? So he challenges his friends. And Bildad speaks and says, Dominion and fear are with God. He makes peace in the high heavens. Is there any number to his armies? Upon whom his light upon whom does his light not arise? How then can man be right before God? How can he who is born of woman be pure? Behold, even the moon is not bright, and the stars are not purest in his eyes, how much less man who is a magnet the son of a man who is a woman. Now the, the chapters, like I said, ask these big two, or there's like four questions, but they ask some big questions. Uh, maybe just moving over, just have to say shortly, I mean, there's a lot more, because it's, it's, it's poetry, wisdom, there's a lot more you can study into this, but there, these are some, uh, like you said, um, Job is listing all these things that are Horrible. Like, so two moving landmarks is basically, is basically stealing people's land. Uh, and he, he experienced that people, uh, well, they didn't steal his land, but they stole all his, uh, all his uh, animals. Um, uh, stealing from the widow, uh, running people off the road, 
just comment that it's not really the road, but it's like doing so people can't really uh, live that life. Um, you see how people are forced to live in the wilderness. Uh, people are forced to work for a wicked man. Uh, also, this classic down here where they're forced to work, they're forced to work, but they can't eat and they can't drink. Like so, some people are, they're pressing wine and they're so thirsty, but you're not allowed to drink the wine. Um, um, and he goes to little bit in 12, you know, in his 12, God doesn't charge anybody with the uh, And then you, you see that it, it, it just keeps going with, um, with different things that people do. And then in 16, they dig through houses. We're like, what? So they're digging through houses. Well, that's because the houses are a little bit different, and you can't actually dig through the houses. So if you want to break in, you can actually dig through the house and go in and steal. Um, and that's not nice, so you should do that even if you're good. Um, and then, you know, he, he does come to, he raises this question just like the beginning. It's not like Job doesn't think that these people will be judged. He knows they will. He's, he's wondering, maybe like you and I, why don't God do something now? Why doesn't he do something now? Because he talks in a, in a beautiful poetic language in the, in the end, uh, 24 and 25, they exalted for a little while, and then they're gone. They're brought low and gathered up like us. They're cut off like heads of grain. If it is not so, prove me a liar and say that there's nothing in So, so he, he says in the end, like, I know that God's going to deal with these people. But why are the wicked supposed to live their whole lives? And we cannot see that they'll be judged. And this has been an issue, though, between him and his friends the whole time. Because the, the friends say, well, God is going to do it. He will cut them off. Or Job is saying, well, sometimes that doesn't happen. They will go to their grave in peace. Um, so he challenged them and said, okay, so come. They have been back and forth. And so he said, come on. If this is what I'm saying, say something different. Um, they, don't, they don't respond. And so Bill that steps, as you can say, Bill that uh, tries to throw uh, in uh, some theological points instead. Most of the commentary says that he is mocking and putting down Job with this remark because uh, he, he doesn't respond to the to the to the question, and instead he talks about, "But God owns everything. The fear of God, you know, there's peace in the heavens, uh, and God has all these armies." And essentially, it's even reading it. It's, it's it, it's actually this paradox because Job is saying, like Job is not saying that this is not true, but now Bildad is saying that all these things that are true, but that doesn't change. Why, when God is so powerful, why doesn't He do something? It actually just makes it kind of strange. But that's, um, but then He raises two other big questions, and and some people would say, well, they could be mocking against Job and saying, well, Job can't be righteous um, because. If you're born a woman, how can you be pure? And then how can you be in the right before God? And so it's, uh, I have this uh, quote here. Oh, that's the two, that's the big, four big questions. Um, 
and then I had this quote by a commentator, and I thought it was actually pretty, I thought it was actually pretty good. Uh, because what, um, so Job is asking, why does God not command justice and, and judgment now? And so this, uh, and this guy, he says, if God would post a universal bulletin board, um, would post on a universal bulletin board his schedule for judging, people would be less frustrated over, seeing, over his seeing, seemingly last detestable attitude towards him. In a less academic level, if God put up on a poster <laughs> that everybody could see, that when everybody would be judged and you could see, oh, that's totally fair, then maybe we wouldn't always be so frustrated about why people don't seem to get what they should have coming. Um, but since we don't know those that more, then, then what do we do when we are in those things? So Job's uh, complaints or strong question about God not intervening or giving justice or stopping all the evil that he says. And, and if you have read through the laws, they, they break like, all, like every sentence breaks some of the laws. That, they, that, that the Israelites did. Um, so this is not, um, so it's not like these things aren't bad. They are bad. Uh, they are not good. The interesting part about this right part is that is actually one of the things that God is going to ask Job to do. He's going to say, Job, since you seem to know better, since you, did, you seem to think you know better than me, then get up in the morning and then do everything, command the whole world. It's good to get that question sometimes, <laughs> all of us, because it's good to, like, we, we easy to accuse God of not knowing what he's doing. But it's also like sometimes maybe you're in a meeting or you're home or something, and it's like, well, you know, if the uh, or maybe you're, maybe you're watching the television or the soccer or you're watching some program and you have to, you know, you can see something's wrong, but you have no way of solving it. You know those kind of people? Maybe it's yourself. You always know what's wrong, but you don't know how to fix it. So just uh, having this attitude of, oh, this is, this is broken. And then people will be like, yo, what will you do? What will you do? Well, I don't know what I mean. This is just broken. Maybe that's how we are towards God sometimes. Because when God confronts Job, he said, okay, try to run away. Sometimes, well, maybe having that kind of responsibility might also be a little bit overwhelming. So, sometimes being confronted with this, 
we have a few passages in the Bible that makes most of us maybe a tad uncomfortable. Um, yeah, that's the same thing with Job when God shows up. When God shows up and says, Job, will then do better than I do. And Job knows you can't. You can't do better. Well, what are we supposed what are we supposed to receive there? What are we supposed to do with well, God created me this way. So what if I rebel against him? And Paul would say, well, who are you, oh man, to accuse God? I know, like I said, there are times. Sometimes things are not the way we want God to answer our questions. But what does this mean when God references himself? God points out that you're not God and you can't do it. And he gently points to himself and says, you don't trust me? Who are you going to trust? God says, I'm the only one that has this ability. I'm the only one that has the ability to control the whole world at, at, at all times. As one person will say that every speck of dust is in my his control. And that doesn't mean that it's easy then or just to understand why there's suffering, injustice, and when people are treated bad and the wicked go free. God did, uh, Job did know that that uh, God would judge people, but he just didn't, why doesn't, why don't you just do it now? Why do they go to their grave in peace? And just like maybe to hit it. Does that sound like you sometimes? Does it sound like me? Do I say I'm more clever than God? Do we maybe back some humility here? That we're sometimes, maybe without seeing it, we exalt ourselves above God and say, God, I can actually do better. Or at least I think you should do this. I know maybe when I say this, it doesn't really, of course I don't do this. But what about practice? What about in thought or in need as I do my life? When I know I should react one way, but I choose to react a different way. Instead of exalting ourselves and trust our great wisdom and plans what we think God should do, maybe we, we ought to turn those things into worship, being the true God and not ourselves and what we think should be done. But then why doesn't God judge right away? And why doesn't he pass over sins? We, I did another sermon on this a while ago. And there's this contrast where we want justice when somebody hurts us. Or we want mercy when we Well, for us, it's a great mercy that God didn't judge us immediately. 
because then we would have been condemned. We had time to get to know Jesus and hear the good news and respond. But God didn't judge automatically or, or immediately and shows God's patience towards us. But how can that God even do that? How can, if he's just, how can he pass over sins and the wicked deeds? But let's read from Romans. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith is in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there's no distinction. All have fallen short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in His divine forbearance He had passed over former sins. It was to show His righteousness at this present time so that He might be the just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. And you say, oh, but this is a big jump. Yeah, but it's a really big jump. Because it does explain why God is able to not judge sin immediately. Because in his wisdom, before the world began, he had planned to overlook some sins, or not overlook, but pass them over, Don't judge, will get judged. But sometimes he passes over things. And he did the same for us. We did not get judged the first time we sinned. God provided for us a sacrifice in Jesus, the gift of grace. We can't be redeemed, made new by his by his blood and have our debt pay. And made and be made new by him. In a general sense, that also applies to Job. He has the hope we've seen of a mediator, of a righteous judge, and a savior. One extra question, does God actually care about all the injustice and horrible things? People did in Job's time and they do today. This is kind of like taking a little bit of detour just thinking about this. Well, the thing is that there are six billion people in the world, or something like that. I can't even comprehend, like, knowing 500 people really well, but knowing six, six and a half billion people well, having made them all in your image, every day, hearing every complaint, every joy, every sorrow, we might be sad, frustrated, or hurt, I do think God is way more. Just imagine, you know, some films, that, films have tried that. But what if you imagine you can hear all six and a half billion people complain, cry out, all the suffering, all the being mistreated. I don't believe God is indifferent to any suffering. And I do believe that verse proves that. God made a way to redeem and save people. 
God has endured much more suffering than any of us. This is another convention, so I'll try to get through the one just a sure two. But in the Bible, we do see God judge. Um, that was also a sermon a while ago. Um, the contrast is that we don't really like when he does it. It makes, it makes us really, really uncomfortable when he just kills people. Everybody's like, well, why can I do that? Well, that is just. So sometimes we have to think about, like, oh, we want justice. Yeah, but we don't want men to say we got to kill everyone. Especially me all the time. So there's this strange in us that we want justice. And this is, especially at this time, we want justice. No, you don't. You want mercy. Because it was justice. None of us can take that from a holy God. Again, it does not negate all the bad things we see all the time. But all of us. Need mercy from God. We cannot, we cannot stand His righteous judgment without Jesus. There's no way. And so we're, when we're so fast to judge other people, and I'm, I'm, I'm one of them, I, I, I need to grow much in that. When we're fast to judge many other people, we should maybe look at how much mercy God has showed towards us. It's one of the things that makes this culture, I think, most uncomfortable who God is. I think that's part of why enlightenment wanted to remove God. Because if I am going to be judged by God for all my actions, I need to change my life and not live for myself. Um, so it's better to remove God from the equation. Um, Job knows that people will get judged. I do too. And so do you. We read that every knee will bow to Jesus. Everyone will be judged by Jesus. God has made a way for us to be saved and to be have the one who's going to judge us actually be our advocate, our savior. The next question that was asked is, and why do those? Oh, I'll ask the question first. Though, and next question is one of those big questions. I'm going to go read from a few places from the New Testament. Job, Abraham, a lot of people from Genesis 3 are looking forward. Why can I not see God's provision? Why can I not see? Jesus says in, in Matthew and John, Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears they hear. For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people have longed to see and did not see it. To hear what you hear and did not hear. And this one guy, the Pharisee, is pretty bad. Jesus said, Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. For 
Hebrews, all these died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them from afar, and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. Job's question is a strong longing that many people in the Old Testament have. A longing to see that God would come to see his justice, to see God be with them, to see God. Jesus, he says in those two verses that they were all looking for him. Interesting thing is that we have not actually answered some of the other questions. How then can man be right before God? Well, God has provided his, he's provided Jesus. By the redemption and justification by faith in Jesus, the one we hope for, the one they hope for, the one that can make you new. And then I talk about it. Yeah, we already talked about that. So then what? Well, how does this take sense? How does these questions sit with you? Why are times of judgment not kept by our minds? And why does and, and why does those who never see these days? How then can they be right before God? How does these questions sit with you as you ponder these things? What is the what is the what do you do in your minds? Is Jesus the answer? Is Jesus the only one we can trust? Is God holy and just, even though we don't see him judge right away? As I said a few times, or I didn't say it, Paul said it. And you recognize this verse from the last few times as well. I do need oh the bit change. Oh. So this is going to be my appeal to trust in Jesus. To trust in this that Paul appeals to the Corinthians and the people leading. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ making God's appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God and the gospel. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that we might be recovered the righteousness of God. Now this is appeal to you on the internet or you here, if you don't know Jesus as you want to say, that God has actually made provision for you not to be condemned when you will be judged. The, the, today we are concerned often about things we see, often things we think is dumb or stupid or the way we're treated or the way other people treat you. At the end, like if, if we are so lucky that it's at the end of our life, we will be judged. Sometimes 
we can also be judged before, and sometimes we just have the consequences of our actions. The question is, can we stand in that judgment confident that it's not going to be about how well I did, but I trusted in Jesus, who did it perfectly. The one that was provided by, by God. The big question is also, so if you're thinking about that, just pondering that, is Jesus, is Jesus the one who can set me free? Is Jesus the one that can bring me to God? Is Jesus the one that we're looking for the whole time? Then that also becomes something for us to think about as we see injustice, as we see pain, as I want people to just get what they deserve. Well, if I trust in a God who provided for me, so I can be saved from judgment, then it isn't our job to share that with those people. I'm not saying that. I just think that's maybe, but that is why we're here. This is, that is why we were saved. We're saved to glorify God and then share that with other people. But to be able to do that, we need to just have that so set in our hearts. And I will wrap it up. But you can talk more about me. You can talk more to me about this. Um, this is not me just wanting to jump out of Job and just jump to Jesus because it makes sense. But it does make sense. Romans answers these questions. We are just confront we are confronted with will we accept those questions? Or will we accept the answer to the questions? Is that this is how God worked? So I hope this has been an encouragement to you. Uh, it, I hope you're reading along, and I hope you are wanting to be part of the Bible study, or if you have questions and comments about my, also my talks, uh, my speaking, uh, or bring also the questions to the Bible study. Also, like, why do they talk about digging through houses and things like that? When you encounter things that you think are strange, ask some people. We'll talk about it, because then we'll learn together. And I can only say, as you spend time in the scriptures, we do believe that God reveals Himself even more to us, and that we can encourage one another. So, just encouragement. Let's pray together. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Yeah, I I don't do this well. I am very much uh, like many of us. We want just to leave me with somebody who us us to do something. Um, but I do ask for myself and all my friends here, uh, people watching, help us, Lord, to pause and think about how much we have been shown mercy. May that mercy, peace, joy, righteousness we get from you fill us so we can live differently than other people. And we can show the solution to people's hurt pain and confusion. Lord, help us to trust who you are by faith that you give. Lord, help me that this is not something I know in my intellect, but it's something I know in my 
whole being, so it will come out of my mouth and hands and feet. So we pray that you be much glorified in what you're going to do through this. And also the rest of Job, we thank you for uh, being a great God who created even a person like Job to be able to do all these things. Um, I pray for each situation here where some people are feeling the same. Even also for the future when we will endure suffering. Um, help us to be grounded in you, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name. So you may stand up and for the benediction.